We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network, providing comprehensive Bucks coverage all the time. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts. I am here, as always, with the fiery Rohan Kadi. He's got, got some things to get off his chest on this here podcast, including, unfortunately, I think, some more Shemi takes. Rohan, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's... Uh... It's it's good to see the Milwaukee Bucks win a game. We're recording right after their win against the Detroit Pistons on Tuesday night. I've got my pressed coconut water here. It's just your, your it's, coconut it's a good time. pressed, and you are not, which is a good state of being. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not all good news. Even though the Bucks did beat down the Pistons one seventeen to eighty nine, they lost a fourth starter. For at least a while this season, Chris Middleton, after previously being deemed out with a specifically non-COVID illness, is now in the health and safety protocols. And Coach Mike Budenholzer confirmed today before the game he actually has tested positive. So you can enter the protocols as a close contact. We were hoping that was the case for Chris. Unfortunately, that was not the case. So you know, in strictly cold basketball terms, he will at least be out a week total, probably a little bit more. We'll, we'll see. We don't know. We, just, we don't know. We, don't, we know. don't know. It'll be at least a week. That's minimum. That's just how the codes are. It's got to be at least seven days off from first exposure, and that's before even returning to the facility. We don't know anything about the severity of his case. We know he was showing some sort of illness symptoms at some point. We don't know if that was directly the COVID or not, probably, but we don't know. Um, But I think just on a more human level, obviously, you know, get well soon, Chris, be well, Chris, you know, take your time, do what you need to do, et cetera, et cetera. Hopefully he and his family are, are fine. And, and, you know, this increasing, well, not increasingly this 
can still tough time, right? There's still still brutal out here circumstances that we find ourselves in, even though we may wish we did not anymore. We still do. Yeah, it's just it's unfortunate all around. Uh, glad the protocols are in place for this reason, so that they can hopefully isolate to relevant contact tracing. Hopefully, Chris is doing okay. Everyone around him is doing okay. We just hope for the best. Uh, that first and foremost, that. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, in terms of basketball, he's going to be missing at least the next seven days from first contact. Again, we don't know that. This is a timeline that we are okay not knowing because we do we don't get into the specifics of that. We're not expected to get into the specifics of players and their day to day movements and people interactions. That is that's normal. No. Normal is that? Yeah, it's normal. It's, is anything it's normal? normal? If nothing's normal, is everything normal? Like the, I think uh, that's what it means. I the, think it the means villain it's from The Incredibles. If if we all have powers, none of us do. If nothing's Buddy. normal, is everything normal? syndrome? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is normal. It sounded fine when I said it at first, but then I thought about it and I was like, hmm. But yeah. I'm just gonna go with my. Let's say normal. We're yeah. laboring on about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but what's yeah, not normal, I'm, Rohan? What's not normal? Tell us. What's not normal is all of the other injuries that Milwaukee has been suffering. Well, it's it's normal for a team to sustain injuries, right? That's a normal thing. It happens. It happens to every team. It happens every year. We wish it didn't, but it does. The NBA hasn't banned injuries yet. Come on, Adam Silver, what are you doing? But they just, they happen. And the Bucks, they've been with their injuries. Like you said, Ty, they're missing their third starter. And fourth, Ty, you're fourth. yeah, it's a fourth starter because Drew Holiday is out. Dante DiVincenzo is out. Uh, Chris Middleton is now out. And Brooke Lopez is out. And that's not to – who else is hurt? I don't even know. Um, I think it's those four right now. It might ju- is it just those four that I mean you say I believe just, it is just sounds insane. It is just, just those four, four of the five starters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but considering where the Bucks injury report, at least lengthwise, was that a week ago, that is actually less. Now that Rodney Hood, Shemi Ojale, and Bobby Portis are back in action. Yes, but my point here is what's not normal about this is that we have zero indication of anything about when these players are set to return. We don't even know sometimes what their injuries are. For example, Rodney Hood was on the injury report. He left last game with a right hand contusion. Now we find out today, oh, by the way, it's a left hand contusion. That was was today, Tuesday, right? Yeah. It's just, that is absolutely bonkers. Either they diagnosed his contusion wrong, which side it was which hand it literally was they marked it wrong and then just failed to recognize their mistake and then realized oh shoot it's his other hand the next day or they're just not taking the injury report seriously and they just do not care what cares what happens outside of their realm which is what i'm leaning to believe here because they have have given other indications Yes, and that is the lack of any other injury timeline for those four starters. We have no idea when Brooke Lopez is con- – uh, like I said, Chris Middleton does not count. That's a special circumstance. Brooke Lopez, no idea. He played the first game. It's still back stuff, and he's been gone. Drew Holiday, he's played two games. We have no idea. He's had like five different injuries all at once apparently, but they can only list one at a time, so they choose a different injury 
every day, every time they list him. And then Dante, we know he had ankle surgery. When's he scheduled to come back? What timeline is he ahead of? What is happening here? This is this is bothering me. We've I've been talking about this for the last couple episodes. But what on earth is going on here? Can you act like a normal sports franchise? Please, Milwaukee Bucks. You want to? I was compiling a list of names before we started recording of players who have injury timelines just in the last few days that we've gotten, like the di- last two days. Maxi Kleba slated to miss the next seven to 10 days with a strained oblique. Pascal Siakam will return to game action within the next two weeks. Devontae Graham, likely available Tuesday. Nicholas Claxton, expected to miss seven to 10 more days. Daniel House, expected to miss the Rockets next two days. Kendrick Nunn, reevaluated in two to three weeks. These are normal. We nor like for any other franchise, it is normal to receive any sort of timeline or any indication of what the injury is, how rehab is, or whatever. Sure, they don't have to tell us, evidently, because they're not. But what what's going on here? Why why the why all the secrecy? There's no competitive advantage to be gained here. It's the regular season. You've already shown that you do not care about the regular season. So what's the competitive advantage here? Do you have any do you have any answer, Ty? Can you think of anything? No, I can't. I will say the the one that really bothers me is Lopez. I I think Drew, and I wish they would give more clarity, but like so on October 31st, which was Sunday, Eric Name of the Athletic, everyone listening knows who Eric Name is. Uh, this is what Bud said on Drew Holiday. Drew, I think we'll see how we, he feels in the morning. He actually got some basketball work in today, and I think he's trending in a good direction. Like, okay, you know what? If you just want to make it clear that he's kind of on a rolling game-by-game basis, I can live with that. That's some info, right? You know what? That's the same sort of timeline that the Denver Nuggets are giving for Jamal Murray. You want to know what the latest update for Jamal Murray is? What? Murray knee is progressing with his rehab from a torn ACL, but remains without a timetable. That is exactly the same thing that you just said, except one player has a torn ACL, which is a season ending injury. And one of them, we don't know. That's true. The Lopez one is worse. Here was the latest update on Brooke Lopez. This is also from Eric Name of The Athletic. Brooke, there's nothing new. There's not a new update, and there never really has been a timeline. But he's doing good stuff in the weight room, doing good stuff to get better, and he'll continue that. Doing better what? for what? what? What exactly is happening here? They're, like, well, I get it. Like, they're, like they're, was they're saying, saying, what, back soreness? That's what he's listed out as? Yep. That's it, right? That's not an injury. That's not an injury. That's a state no, of being. Not. How can you, what, how is there no timeline for back soreness? See, like, again, like I was saying, they don't have to give us anything, right? Clearly. They really don't. But the thing is, they, they're they still not giving us anything. They're giving us less And than it's nothing. just, it's so frustrating. Brooke Lopez so is a seven-footer who weighs like 265. He, I'm sure he has back soreness every day. He's over 30. He's played in the NBA for more than a decade. His back is going to hurt. This clearly is not just like, Ah, my back's a little sore. You're out with no timetable, Brooke. Like, clearly, there's something going on that's a little more serious than a bit of a sore back. I'm sure almost all NBA players have routine soreness all over the place. They jump, like, a million times a day. It kind of comes with the territory. Like, it's just so weird to me that this is not seen as a bigger deal by more people that we're just, like, getting nothing. Getting absolutely nothing. The Chris thing is different, but... 
and Dante. I mean, I kind of get that. Like, at least Dante had surgery, and he was on. He was saw him scooting for months, so clearly he wasn't going to be that close. But to have no idea, just nothing. They never really. even disclosed what bone he broke. By the way, he's just the, the foot ish area, foot low, lower leg. No, the, it's ankle. Ankle. What? Sure, sure. What part? There's multiple parts. All of it. The whole thing. Again, they don't have to tell us anything. I get that. I understand Do they that. Not? So I don't want to. No, they don't. Well, clearly not. Well, I, I think they have to say at least a little bit. I think that's why well, they Well, that's do. what they're doing on their injury reports. I wonder if they're going to hear something from the league at some point. Because this is like a thing. I think it's partly tied into just media relations. Like the same reason that players have to talk even when they don't want to. If they play, they kind I mean, sometimes they skip. But for the most part, you have to talk to media. And you have to disclose the injury stuff. I think the reason for the reports is largely gambling related. But for whatever it is, like it is built in there. I do, I do feel like they're pushing it a little too much. I have not gone and looked up what the media in, injury disclosure rules are, but clearly there is rules. If there weren't, no team would ever say anything, right? Like, and again, it's it it goes beyond just being a rule. It's it's doing a disservice to people who follow your team, people who cover your team, like. That's part of, like, just as a fan, you can say that. It's part of the fandom, knowing exactly what's going on. By taking a stance of, oh, by the way, we don't have to tell you anything, so we're not going to tell you anything. You're you're disclosing, you're, you're not including people in that fandom, that part of the experience, which is just a tragedy. Yeah, I agree. It sucks. Is you have, are we done? I feel like I could. I, ch- yell about I don't know this how much more I could. Tell. I, like, I could. I could yell about this for I the know, next hour. I know. I, I think we've covered the main points, at least that people will be interested in. It would be nice if they were a little bit more transparent. They probably won't be anytime soon, but it would be nice. And hopefully, <sighs> more importantly, though, hopefully some of these guys get back sometime soon. Yeah, because Who knows? they nice, might be fine. We as, have no idea. As nice. They as, might be just okay. How are we supposed to know, Ty? We don't. We, we're not. As nice as this win was, I, I am getting sick and tired of watching Milwaukee Bucks, Sandro Mamakalashvili. I'm ready to watch him on the herd. I'm getting sick of watching him as a buck. But let's talk about the current team for a little bit. Obviously, all of these guys are extremely missed, and we're hoping that they all get back to playing basketball sometime soon. We don't know when that will be. It sounds like out of the four players currently out, Drew is probably the likeliest to be back first. I think Dante's still in last. I think we can put some things together. I, I think we can I think we can safely say that. Sure. <laughs> I've come we've gotten that much. And he did come back and then he re-aggravated something in his Or heel. he was he had a completely different injury. Or it was completely different, whatever it was. But it's it, was it sounds as like completely different. I it was. It sounds like he is the closest. Who knows with Chris? It could depend by a lot. We have no idea with Brooke, and we have no idea with Dante. Although, I know this was like the whole crux of the, the last collab pod we did, but I sure hope they would have found a way to bring in some sort of other big man if they thought Brooke would be out anywhere as close to Dante. I sure hope so, is all I'll say. We don't know. We don't. I, I don't know how mad to be about them not bringing in a big man because we don't know if Brooke is going to be back by Friday or by December. We have no idea. 
I just <laughs> we're, we're, we're coming back to this. We need to get out of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was trying, and then I, I fell back into it too. Um, 117-89 over the Pistons. I actually want to start this talking about the Pistons. Does Cade suck? No. He sucks right now. It's too early. It's his second game coming off an ankle injury. It's it's too early. He sucked Come tonight. On. He's two games into his NBA I'm not, career. I'm not, I'm, cannot, I'm not writing him off. Does Killian Hayes suck? Uh, we have a larger sample of that. <laughs> still maybe not, but it's not been Again, good. yeah, still maybe not. He's shown flashes. Uh, but yeah, this, this team stinks, man. They're really bad, dude. <laughs> Nothing about this team screams, oh, there's something here. <laughs> I mean, like given it was an off night, it was an off night. They shot eight of 47 from three. That's not that like, off for them. They're shooting like 29% from three this year. And even that's low. <laughs> They shot 17% tonight, though. That's a good That's a good call out. Their shooting but, splits were 32-17-70. That was me, my first game on the new 2K. That's how bad they've looked. It's it's not looking great, which is why it was easy for the ghost of the Bucks to just absolutely annihilate Bucks. this Bucks, uh, this Pistons team. Like, for the 15th time in a row. I love it. Way. I love it 15. so much. I lo- let's make it 20. Let's make it 34. My new favorite number. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let's make it 43, my second favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, that's all you. Giannis for MVP, man. Listen, the Bucks need to get healthy for a lot of reasons, for our sanity, but also for Giannis's MVP case. Because Ooh. my goodness. Ooh. What? I mean... Doesn't him doing this without them healthy bolster his MVP case? It, no, this early season stuff does for sure. But if they actually finish, yeah, fifth, no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm they need to they need to finish high. I mean, Plus, it's just a lot of wear and tear on Giannis. Yeah, that too. But you don't want to win like a fake ass Russell Westbrook MVP. Like win an MVP the real way by being on a good team and making that team better, not by like oh look we triple doubles are arbitrary and fun. Um, <laughs> Where did the Russ hate come from? Having to watch him play. I my new favorite only me conspiracy theory is if they still suck with him on the floor by the deadline, LeBron's gonna get him out of there. Oh that's my pull new a, pull at 18, 19 calves. Yeah, he's, just, he's, he's just, gonna be in there in the war room with Polinka, like pressing mute on the speakerphone thing that all conference rooms have. I send him back to OK. Can you imagine if they send him to Brooklyn, reunite the uh, OKC oh trio? I think KD would join Kyrie and just leaving the league for a while <laughs> if that were the case. But for different reasons, more justified reasons, certainly. Uh, but Giannis, 26 minutes and 48 seconds is all it took for Giannis to put up 28 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 blocks, including 3 in the span of like 20 seconds. A plus 22, shot three for seven from deep and seven for seven from free throw. He's just awesome. Like, he very nearly had a triple-double after I made fun of triple-doubles earlier. He very nearly had five blocks as well. Like, something we don't talk about enough is he could have a legit five-by-five game. At some I was point. about to say that. That's you know what's possible. fun? Back in my uh, behind-the-buck pass days, uh, I remember writing a uh, – predicting the stat line for the starters or something <laughs> uh like this was like four years ago or something please don't look it up <laughs> oh, we're gonna, oh we're gonna share this from the pod twitter 
Oh God, no. Um, I re- I remember seeing like Giannis might be the first player to put up like a triple double in a five by five in the same <laughs> like, game. Oh, oh I, I thought you meant averages. I was like, oh my God, no. you were carried away. I know you were younger, but. No, I, th- I think I also said maybe the season prior that he might come closer to averaging a triple-double than Westbrook the year <laughs> that we've been talking. I thought KD was going to do it that year. That was my bold take before that season because he was going to have all those weapons in Golden State, but he's just not that kind of a playmaker. But um, Giannis could do that in the finals game, man. <laughs> like it, I, I would not be stunned. Well, I would be a little. I, it's so easy to take Giannis for granted, but oh my God. The- Giannis also isn't – he's not a guy that gets steals very often. No. I, he, honestly, I think he's that shows his maturity because a lot of the time when you get a steal, it's a play that can easily turn into a foul if it gets called wrong. And he already just has other ways of picking up fouls that he works so hard to cut back on that going for steals is just a little bit too dangerous, I think, for him at his size. I could see him getting flagged a lot for reaching when, when he goes for steals. So, yeah, yeah, probably won't. But it is possible. What about oh, definitely okay, possible. What's more likely? I actually I think I don't know the answer. Quadruple double. That's probably that might be more likely. I think likely, it's more I likely. Think. I think he I mean he got to four blocks. Almost all of them came at the same part of he the might game. Might do it next game if Brooke is still out, honestly. He might have to. He might have to. He might Against put up the, the first 2020-2010. And it'll be like a five point win. Um but holy crap, is he good? The shot looked great. I think. He ends three for seven, but really he was three for six. I think one of them was a desperation shot clock winding down. Ball bounces off Justin Robinson's chest, and he has to put it up immediately. But just everything about him looked terrific. I was just like, he's just going to be like this every night now, I guess. He's kind of, I mean, it's the Pistons. He's dominated the Pistons for a while, but every part of his game just looks so much more smooth. It's like, when the kind of gawky kid comes back super cool to school, that's Giannis. Like he's just he's the Fonz now. Like he's punching, not punching, but you know, putting the fist on the the jukebox and just plays the right song. It's it's just so effortless. <laughs> that's, what an analogy! <laughs> I'm hoping that happens to me someday. That's why that's why I had that one ready to go. I I I'm, I'm sure it will. <laughs> Uh, just find a jukebox. Um, <laughs> but what stood out to me, well, one of the things that stood out to me by Giannis' performance, the the quick trigger catch and shoot three. I'm sure you remember Sexy. this, and a lot of people it was listening early, to this wasn't remember. It? Yeah. Oh, what? I it might have been third quarter actually. Never mind. But Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. It was just so quick. It was just like boom, boom rotation. It's like he was in Grayson Allen's spot on like the wing. And it's like, oh, shoot, that's Giannis. And he had like a quick trigger. He didn't think about it at all. He just put it up and it looked like one fluid motion. And it was like, ooh, ooh, it looked good. It really did look good. But again, we've talked about this before. Just free throw, two-point mid-rangers. Those are more important for us than threes. You know. Threes, threes are pretty good. Yeah, all of it works too. We'll also take yeah, it all. We'll take all of it. <laughs> the fadeaway toward the corner on beef stew, I think in the first half, like so pretty. It was one of those where they just kind of needed a bucket. And he was like, all right, I'll go get one then. As soon as he checks back in in the third quarter, when I thought he wasn't going to late in the third quarter, when the Bucks were already like pretty much done playing. They Oh, 
they didn't stop, but you know, the game could have stopped. They, they had won the game is what I'm saying. He just comes in and dunks all over everyone. Like he's so much better than everyone in like 98% of the games he plays. that it's ridiculous. Why not a hundred? Yeah, actually kind of it. Oh, so much better. So much. Better. Okay. I'm saying like go. against a lot of the league, like there's just no one even in his stratosphere. At least it looks that way, which yeah, just, I know. I'm just trying to beat yeah. you. <laughs> but yeah, Giannis shine, Thanasa shine. He did. He uh, did. Pat, Pat was good. Pat we got to talk about like Pat. It. We got to talk Let's about talk Pat about. leveled up, dude. Like the finishing. How about the defense? He had two steals. I think both in the, both in the first half. They were like impressive steals. You know how sometimes sometimes you can kind of wander into a steal in the NBA, right? Like you you're in the right place at the right time. You just end up with the basketball. And not to say that, you know, steals mean nothing. I think that was an analyticsy talking point for a while. Steals and blocks matter. They're just not all in, all indicative um of of defense, but two impressive steals, two assists for Pat. He continues to finish at the rim like his finishing is impressive and four for five from deep in this game like when Giannis wasn't playing Pat was the best player on the floor in this game not for the Bucks. in this game he was incredible 16 points for Pat Connaughton like what we're eight games in how many times has he scored 15 plus already like this is not something I would have expected even as a Pat in the rafters take originator after the playoffs it's it's bonkers. We've talked about this before, but it feels like he's gotten the most from the championship in terms of his level of confidence. And you can see that with his shot. His shot has been inconsistent in the past and given it will be inconsistent this year, but probably not as to much of a degree where he's been like excised from the rotation in years past. Like that's just impossible now because he does so much more. Like you've been mentioning his finishing, his short role playmaking. As the ball handler and as the role like what 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 is happening here? Like Pat Connaughton is turning into like the idealized form of Russell Westbrook that can actually shoot. <laughs> and you said I came in with the Russ slander. In, hey, in 60- Pat's really good. I don't know if that's slander at this point. Ah, you know what? In sixty nine regular season games last year, nice Pat scored sixteen or more points. He's done that already this season. This was the third time. How many times year. did he do it previously? Three times last year. Three he scored times. 16 okay. or more points in a game. He's done 16 or more three times in this season. Uh, and if you go back two years, he did it twice. So we're seeing him score in, in relative bulk in this year already more than he has in, in his years with the Bucks previously in either of them. Um, I think he's certainly going to get, he just needs one more to be more than either of the last two years. Certainly seems like he's going to get there. And obviously the team's lack of health plays into this, right? Like he's getting shots he probably wouldn't take. Although it took him eight shots to get 16 points. So it's not like he's shooting 15 times like Bobby Portis is 13. Sorry, Bobby. Um, but I, I think like, we talked about Jordan Wara as a guy who's going to benefit from the opportunity to play right now. And probably Thanasis, I think is a, is a guy who's benefiting from playing right now, Pat benefiting and getting some more, a little bit more just room to function and, and room to do more stuff might pay the biggest dividend. If he's going to be 10% better by the next playoff run, because 
he was already damn good, and now we're getting into I don't want to say elite yet, but we're edging closer, man. Like there's not much he doesn't do at this point. I think one conversation we need to have is sixth man of the year. Yeah. I honestly, you know what sucks? He might start too much. Uh well, how many like he has he's been in the spot started recently. Yeah. And again, hopefully, we have no idea. No but, idea. We have zero idea. Uh, hopefully, some starters come back at some point for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all I'll say. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, so that is be, the goal. Yep. He'll be back to his consistent bench role. But sixth man of the year could be a real, real conversation. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Once Portis gets back into shape, I feel like he would be the buck who gets considered for it because they just won't start him, which I think is actually the right decision. I saw some talk about this. I think it's the right decision for Pat as well. I do too. I think Pat fits better with the starters as a spot starter than Bobby. And I think Bobby fits better as a bench guy. I've seen some hypothesis that, oh, it's just because Bobby's coming back from injury. And I, I, he plays differently with the starters. Like the only guy he really would pass to for a lot of this game was Giannis. But I think Pat fits in so well and just always fills the right spots, is a better defensive player. Like I, I think that is the right call too. But I certainly think like Pat is playing like he's going to be one of the best five bucks again this year, which is super impressive. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It really is. It's it's not like he was in, ever in danger of losing a role in the rotation or anything, or it's not like he wasn't going to get minutes even if the entire... But they what? did add a lot of good forwards. I know. They did. 
But uh, Pat's really good. He is really good, but I, I, it's not like he was ever in danger. I think is underselling. I mean, like if Rodney and Shemi came in and were really awesome, which they haven't, but if they were, and and Wara comes on, like there were there were questions. Like I think there is the chance for a guy Dante to lose his spot based on some of the new additions. Obviously, there's extenuating circumstances in that one, namely the injuries, but. Um, I, I don't think anything is guaranteed and it, you know, it, it helps if you come out and play like one of the best few guys on the team and that's what Pat has done. Uh, yeah, certainly now there's no chance whatsoever of him not playing, you know, top five or six minutes per game in the playoffs like he did last year. Yeah. There's just, there's no shot at this point. Uh, but let's talk about some of the other guys who have not really seen as much success as Pat. That seems like we're going to talk about someone bad, but we're not. Uh, Jordan Wara looks more comfortable as the games go on. Uh, This is probably his best showing in a little bit. Since opening night, I would say. Yeah, he he looked a little shell-shocked as the season started about like, oh, man, I'm in this role now. Am I continuing to be like, oh, a microwave scorer type guy, or do I have to play more within myself? Like, oh, my God, what do I do? How do I balance those two things? It takes time. It does. He's starting to figure out that balance now, when he should go get his own, when he should play with the other starters within himself. And he's also like getting more comfortable with the game, getting more comfortable with high competitive circumstances because he's not used to playing in those in the NBA. I don't know. He looked, he looked good. And that driving dunk was nice. That was, that was nice. Three assists, five rebounds for war. He did have two turnovers, but I was glad to see him dishing the ball a little bit and just making shots because really with Chris out for a while, we've talked about this. Wara is the closest on the team to Chris's skill set. Now maybe maybe now Grayson you could put a little he bit. He looks in there. like a younger version of Chris. Rodney should put in there, but yeah, I mean he quote quote Drew Holiday indeed. Um this is a big this is now right here. Now it becomes a much bigger opportunity for Wara. Like Losing Brooke Lopez, it, it just means the team's going to be in worse shape. It doesn't change that much for him. Down Drew and Chris, and even if Drew comes back soon, you know, probably going to get ramped up a little bit, might sit out some back-to-backs or something like we saw uh, Hood and, and Shemi trade off the back-to-back last weekend as they get back healthy. Um, now this is really like, okay, Wara, even if you're not starting, there's clearly a points deficiency. You're down Drew, you're down Chris, you're down Brooke. And Dante, for whatever that's worth. Giannis can't do all of it. So that's why seeing him put up 16, Pat put up 16, Bobby get his 12, Justin Robinson gets 11, TA 9, Grayson 8, George Hill somehow just 4, classic George Hill game in all honesty. Somehow just 4? What do you mean? Apparently that's the the output that uh, high offense guys Uh, get. Um, Shemi had 4 tonight as well. He scored though. Congrats. He did score. Congrats yeah. to Shemmy Dove, Doves are released. He's rounding into form. He's on track to score like 100 points per game by the end of the season if this increase continues. He's increased his scoring output infinitely since his first two games. That means something to me. But okay, Wara, let's just, Wara, it's big time, big time for Wara right now. It is big time for Wara. But let, let's, talk, let's just talk about Shemmy. It feels like. It's not looked great, and it feels like 
it may seem like I'm rooting against Shemi to root go for it my own seem like that. That's not the case. It does seem I want to like cl- I want to make that clear. That is not the case. I will not actively root against Shemi Ojale. I want him to succeed. I want to be proven wrong. I just don't. I figured I don't out. See it. I figured out what the problem is. What's the problem, Ty? They Tell want me. him to play as a big guy. He doesn't know how to do it. He has no idea. He's used to being a big wing. They're not asking him to do that a lot of the time. He looks better when he's out there, obviously with Giannis or even Portis when he's like more uh, on the on the perimeter. When he, um, especially offensively, like when they have they have him set screens, he doesn't know how to roll. Like he just meanders in the paint and just kind of clogs up the lane. Like he's not vertical enough to be a lob threat. He's not. It's just not good. He's not a great passer. He's not not from the post. No, he turns the ball over too much. Like he's not a short roll guy. Like his offensive role needs to be much closer to PJ Tucker than it does. I don't Bobby Portis. Like just the the Bucks don't really have that many guys who just roll. But that's what they're trying to have him do. He's not I good at. Said John Henson. Like he's still on the team. <laughs> it's been a while. I don't know. <laughs> um, Robin Lopez. I guess I don't know, but. Um, he's just Mamu. Mamu is probably a little closer. Like he can't do the Mamu stuff. Mamu's not great at it either. Robin Lopez. Yeah, he probably rolled per possession more than Brooke ever did. Um, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the issue. Is like, I think that's what they want to get out of him. I think they're going to have to recalibrate it, and it, he could end up being this this year's Tory Craig, where they're just like it's not working. If that's what they're wanting to get out of him. Because it doesn't look like he's ready to do that, and that's going to be an issue. Like we got, I got excited mostly about, oh, what, what are they going to look like playing so small? Like, oh, they keep talking up Shemi as a big. If they're expecting him to be like a literal five on the floor, I don't think it's going to work. Like he could, he can do Bobby's role on defense when they just switch. I think that's fine. Sure, they're not going to be a great rebounding team because he's not. That's huge. where he's going to excel. That, that's it. Yeah, that's his role, right? So on defense, he either just like guards a, a wing guy, which I think he's – that's optimal, or a big and you just switch stuff. Offensively, though, he's got to be out on the perimeter. Like that's that's it. Like that's his role. He can, you know, crash in if someone's closing out hard and, you know, go for a layup or something. But they're trying to utilize him like a traditional big on offense. And you can just see he doesn't – he's very hesitant. He doesn't go to the right spots. If anything, just pop. Like, just have him pop every time. At least that would accomplish some more spacing. They're having him roll, and it's just terrible. Like, it just doesn't work at all. So I think I think they'd be better off to just rejigger his role entirely because I don't think they're going to be able to teach him how to be what they want him to be. But so far, he's just not played well generally, and that's, I think, been an issue for him. Yeah, and that that'll come with time. We we can't make rash judgments right away, right? Also, we we've never s- seen him play with Brooke Lopez. I think he'd look a lot better That's true. out there with Brooke, and maybe even with a lot Lopez. of these guys are going to look a lot better with Brooke yeah. Lopez. Um, again, maybe we don't know. Whatever. Well, they will. It's just we we don't know when he's coming back. But when is he coming back? Who knows? Hopefully, hopefully. Um, but no, it's looked bad, and they they need they need to process how they look at him differently because he cannot do the things that, like like three different times he sets a screen and he's just like, and this is a pet peeve of mine. So this is like, I have a lot of internal conflicts. I love Shemi, but I hate Bigs not playing big, and that's what's happening. Like he just he doesn't do it. So that's going to be an issue for them. One last note on screens. 
Giannis is going to start getting called for illegal screens at some point. Look what he does ah, with his maybe. feet. Every he slides every single screen. It's unbelievable. They get him for carries or like every like four times a game now. I can't believe I've never seen it called. He does. They a called shuffle. Bobby on it. <laughs> well, it's easier to call it on Bobby than Giannis, but. I can't believe they've never gotten him. For all the weird rules they've gotten Giannis on, like just walk, next time you watch a game, if you listen to this, you don't know what I'm talking about. Watch anytime he sets a screen, he will slide one way or the other. Like he's on a '90s wedding dance floor. You can't do that. That's not in the rules. He just does it. It's great. Uh, I think I think the way he gets away with it is that his upper body is so big that they still take the screen square, so it doesn't matter what his feet are doing. It must be. But yeah, but there's they're still very illegal. <laughs> you know what they're they're gonna get him. You know when they're gonna get him when they play Playoffs. someone like or someone like Chris Paul. Like if the guy if the guy who he hits goes flying, then they're gonna have to call it. I think that's what that's the real Oh, it didn't happen in the finals. That's true. I don't know. And they're they're le- they're less keen to uh call embellished calls now, so we love it. Hey, Take fouls are on the docket. Huge news. I hope they do it in season. Get rid of take fouls. Are they fouls. actually on the docket? Yeah, the competition committee is talking about it. And they they Oh, did I miss that? Yeah, that came out today. Oh, let's go. Finally. My goodness. It's Daddy, taken away the transition game. It's so it's terrible. They're spiking this year too. The three rule changes I want to see. The offensive contact. I'm trying to line up with the camera. This is on YouTube. Offensive contact, good. Take fouls, good. Ban Kelly Olynyk. The big three rule changes I need to see for basketball viewing pleasure. Once the Adam Silver do those three things, we're going. And ban injuries. Come on. And ban injuries. The the big four. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. I don't know what Kelly Olynyk's problem is, man. I don't. I don't know what it is. How can you? I don't know how you can go to sleep at night playing like that. Or. Just like that, his style, everything about him, whack. Like that yep. old that old video, that classic meme. <laughs> his hair, whack. whack. <laughs> his illegal screens, whack. Pulling Kevin Love's arm out of his socket, whack. <laughs> Me, I'm redacted. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the goatee as well. Just I don't know. Uh, enough, enough about him. That's um, yeah. it's a moratorium. Um, yep. all right. You get to see him three times a year now. Ugh. And he gets to lose every single time, which that is not in the playoffs, though. No, that's not. Which is important for it's now. It's going to be a while for that one. Um, you pick uh, three more guys I want to talk about. Okay, let's talk about the Nasus. Oh, that was not. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. That was not one of the three. <laughs> okay. I'll just make it quick, then. He's excelling he just, in his role. I'll let you go, but he is excelling in his role. He, he knows what exactly he needs to do, and he does it really, really well. He knows where to go in terms of finding the right spots, reading and reacting to both offenses and defenses in terms of like, oh, where can I get a lane here? Where can I get a lane here? He just knows what to do in those situations, and it's great. And he's like, I don't know. It just it feels good. It feels good watching him play like this. He's excelling in his role. Again, four for four from the field, mostly because they're right at the rim, and one of two from the charity stripe. Eight rebounds. From Thanasis. Two steals. What more can he ask for? He even passed the ball. He had an assist. Dunker spot king. Just a, a terrific game. Um, Easily replicable, allegedly. And I feel like, well, 
I feel like at least one of his turnovers not. was pretty late in the game. As You're well. just gonna keep it going. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. Did I say easily replicable? You said he. he you said Shemi definitely could. Maybe not. Maybe not. That's a win. I, I, I want to give him a little more time. I I, I don't think Shemi is operating. I'll take a, no again. I'll take a maybe. Yeah, a maybe is good because again we haven't seen the final version of Shemi Ojale in this Bucks offense and defense yet. There's still time. There is. Okay, who are the three guys you wanted to talk about? I'll let you pick, and we can go kind of quickly on all of them. I think Grayson Allen, who I feel like Twitter is being very rude to. I think that's a Trump quote, actually, but it, I do I do feel that way. Uh, Bobby Portis and Justin Robinson. Uh, let's end on a high. So let's talk Grayson. I think this is high for me too. It's like, I feel like people are focusing on results, not process. I like a lot of what Grayson's been doing. I'd like for them to use him a Come little on, more. You can't, you can't say that after the trust the results thing. <laughs> Fair. But I mean, it's a regular season though. Like, I like the way he plays. I think he has a couple moments each game where I'm like, oh, they haven't gotten that kind of – they haven't had a guy who can do stuff like that outside of the best three to four players on the team for quite a while. This one was the step back three. He stepped back like a mile and hit a three in someone's face. He had two blocks in this game, one of which was like, holy crap. No assists, so I'd like to see him do a little bit more playmaking, but I think part of the reason he's not is Giannis, George Hill – Jordan Wara and Justin Robinson, of all people, were like actually doing quite a good job playmaking today. So there wasn't that much of a need, but uh, and Pat did a little bit too. But I, I like what I'm seeing. I, he's not hitting a ton of shots, but to me, almost every time that Twitter's been like, "Oh my God, are we sure about this guy?" Like the difference in his line looking very good was literally like one more made three. Like, if he's 50% from deep and he has 11 points, and you're like, oh, 11 and 3, 50% from deep, great game. He's 33% from deep. It's like, oh, I don't know about him. It's I, just, it's the shooting variance. It's the Pat Connaughton problem from a few years ago. That's exactly what's going on. You can't really, you can't be mad at the performance. I agree. I agree with your take about like, you can't trust the process over the results of these. Uh, in this situation, I was just making fun of you there. No, I know. But it's just, you, you can't be mad. We know from a large sample of evidence that Grayson Allen is a good three-point shooter. We know that. It's just sometimes you have an off game. It's a Tuesday night in Detroit. Like, who cares? Also, I think he shot like crap, I'll say, for most of the games this year. He had the one really good one. He's still 36.8% from three this season. So it's not like he's shooting 22%. Like he's a little, he's below his average. I think he's gonna hover around forty with the Bucks. Career, he's thirty-eight percent, and really his rookie year was quite bad. Then back to back, his his two years in Memphis, forty point four and thirty-nine point one percent. So I think he'll be around forty percent. But I think there's two extenuating circumstances. One, random variance. Two, the other thing we keep talking about that people are not acknowledging, I and mean, this was the worst. Whatever the last loss was, I forget which game it had. It might have been Spurs or maybe it was Utah. It might have been Utah. Um, Just like this freaking out, like Grayson's not good. This guy's not good. That guy's not good. Grayson is going to be the fifth option on offense in most of his playoff minutes. The vast majority of his, you know, as they can go deep, right? If they're in the finals, 
He's going to be fourth or fifth the whole time. They're going to have better players around him pretty much all the time. Right now, he's like second. Like, the starting lineup is tonight was Giannis Thanasis, Grayson, Pat Cotted, and George Hill. Like, he is going to be surrounded by Giannis, Chris, Drew, and Brooke a lot of the time. He's going to look way better. Like, everyone is going to look way better. They're just getting through it now. So I'm not concerned. Mark me down as a Grayson Allen believer. The extension is going to look like a bargain by the trade deadline. I'm all in. I'm all in. I've I've not Shemi, I'm a little shaken. I'm reading the reading materials. Not on not on Grayson. I'm burning no. the reading materials. Shemi, uh, excuse me, Ty, you're out here setting more timetables than the Bucks are. <laughs> I'm a timetable guy. What can I say? It's in it's <laughs> in my tie name. Table, you, yeah. you can't spell timetable without time, but you can spell it without bucks. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess there's a B. Um okay, let's do Portis, because if you want to end on a high <laughs> note, it's not gonna be Portis for me. I see here's the thing with Portis. I know you're gonna get upset about his first half, and that's fair. It's ten it's garbage. It wasn't great. It was a lot of bad shots. It was processed <laughs> bad shots too. Like Yeah. It's it's a lot of just like what why are you doing this? <laughs> what what is happening here? Why why are you trying to take like these contested long twos and stuff like that? But here's the thing. One, he did pick it up in the second half. He, he did. played more with it. He himself. dodged the down stock on the it's not he out did. yet as we record, but the buck stock buck spoiler, stock report. He did. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, but two, it's just he's just getting back in the game shit. He is. But again, if he took a bunch of great shots and missed them, I'd be like, okay, whatever. It was yeah. bad process, but I do think, I do think there is a relation, just like the Grayson Allen point, and like when when he's out there with Giannis, he plays different. There's going to be here and there, he's going to take an ill-advised shot, but he's not running off five shots in two minutes or whatever, and they're not all terrible. Like he's finding Giannis, he's working more in actions, I, and honestly, it wouldn't shock me if there was a little bit of messaging from the team to Bobby, like, hey, we need you to be a primary scorer in some of these lineups. I mean, they kind of did before even in some lineups, but certainly right now, like, if you're out there with Shemi, George Hill, Justin Robinson, Rodney Hood, Bobby Portis, we need you to be an offensive fulcrum, and he can do that time to time. But he definitely has been pressing since returning to action, so I'm hoping to see... I think we're going to see a better version, but I've not been thrilled so far, but it's so early. And I do think it's just a weird situation for Bobby. And honestly, even taking those bad shots, he'll usually be more efficient than he was tonight. Cause he's such a shot maker. Yeah. It's just, this is going to be the ups and downs of Bobby Portis experience. We know this from last season. We're going to continue to see it this season, hopefully a little bit better though, as he is in the second year with this team, but it goes to the point, maybe he just like, Man, we need some offense. Chris is out, Drew is out, Brooke is out, Dante is out. We just we need some we need some buckets. And Bobby's gonna give you some buckets. And uh it didn't really go as well. No. But I mean still, he still ends up with 12 points, which you know yeah. they need points. They need points. He had a big putback dunk, he had a Ooh. big scream at the crowd yeah. or just himself, and it was just like <laughs> nice. Um, there you go, Bobby. I'm not to be clear. I, I think I've ragged on him on Twitter a bit. Uh, certainly on here just now. I'm by, by no means out. I just I have not loved the early season Bobby experience. But you still even like in this game, like that putback. I was like, okay, I'm back in. That was I'm, I'm all the way in again. You He's can never, 
It's you just can't stay mad at Bobby for long. How could you? How could you? Milwaukee's um, home. Yes. We're claiming him just like Pat has claimed Milwaukee. <laughs> he sure has. <laughs> Pat's going to end up with Packers season tickets somehow. Like he's all in. I he might already. He might. Have we seen Pat at a Packer game ever? I don't know if we was have. Was he we at the to... one Giannis was at? I don't know. Someone will have I to think dig. Delhi was there. Chris was there, right? I think so. I honestly don't remember. Am I making that up or was Delhi there? I'm sure Delhi was there. I have to look this up later. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, let's let's get to the third guy, and that's that's Justin Robinson. Let's oh. give some let's get some love to Justin Robinson. After the Spurs game, I did give him an upstock, and that was just like I feel like we're not appreciating him enough. Now he's like good. Yeah, I think, and I feel bad because I let Adam Adam didn't even really talk me out of it. Just like his his age, the fact he's a little older than I thought. But honestly, if he can just be solid, it doesn't matter. Like it, I don't need to worry about his ceiling. I think that's an important thing with some of these guys who come on and play well. There's this obsession with like. What is this? What is his ceiling? What is he going to be? Who cares? If he's a good player now, that's what the Bucks need. And that's just fine. That's fine. And he's been that. I mean, I would argue this is about a perfect game for Justin. He doesn't shoot 100% from the field, but he makes his only two-pointer, half of his six attempts from three, three rebounds, including one offensive, four assists, no turnovers, 11 points off the bench for Justin Robinson. It was their fifth leading scorer in this game. Just he's been re- not not really good most nights. He's been solid at least most nights. That's a that's a huge return from a two way contract guy who's having to play because they just don't have enough players. Like he's. I think that's the thing. It's just we know that once Drew Holiday is healthy, he's just not going to have a role. So that's maybe leading to why it's like, oh man, Justin Robinson, because it's like once once this team's fully healthy, he's not going to have a spot for now. For now. We'll see. Um, but yeah, he's doing more than you can ask for here. It's just, he's putting up good, good points. He's playmaking. Well, I know I've talked on the pod before about how it's like, he has the right idea for a lot of stuff, but he's actually turning those ideas into smart plays. Now we're seeing the development of this player. He just on a game by game basis. He does like he's had some misses in previous games. Obviously we've talked about that, but now he's started starting to get used to it, get more comfortable with it. And he's just putting it together. He's not missing his passes as often. It's just, it's good. It's more than you can ask for in this role. And even taking context away, like just ignore the fact that he's just an injury replacement guy right now. Ignore the fact that he's just not, he's not probably not going to have a role. Ignore the fact that he's on a two way. He's playing good backup point guard minutes for a good NBA team. Yeah, I mean, he is right now a solid backup. He's honestly, it's funny. He's basically doing what Mike James did. My my obsession with Mike James. That's what he reminds me of out there. He's just like he's just a solid dude. You're just like, oh yeah, I'm fine with this guy. If this guy has to play 18 minutes in any given game, what do you play in this one? 24 minutes in this game. Sure, no issue with that. That's a nice feeling, man. Like he played more than George Hill. Again, a lot of that came in garbage time, but still. Yeah, and I think some of that, too, is like George Hill uh, preservation, which is obviously going to be a goal. Um, I don't think there's any way he ends up with a real rotation spot down the line. If there is, he wouldn't take Hill's spot. It would be like, okay, we're going to look at Hill as more of a two 
that would be the one way that it even be possible. Yeah. Or if they want to save George Hill throughout the regular season. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I the think back during the regular. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's that. I mean, it's such a luxury, right? Like if you go, we'd like to give George the night off once Drew gets back. Okay. Call up Justin Robinson. Like we can. Whatever that is. I'm yeah. Some, someday, point. hopefully when that happens, we know Justin Robinson is good for a solid 20 minutes. That's a huge luxury. And if going forward, the Bucks plan for two ways is like, one will be a lottery ticket, your Mamu. And then one is like, this guy is solid. And we think he's like a very nice break glass and case of player. That's going to be your Justin Robinson. I think that's a good strategy. And kind of like, I guess you could compare it to what they did with Frank Mason. Although Frank never got to play as much as Justin, even when they did have point guard injuries. Like when Drew was out for a while, that was... Was he the two-way? No, he wasn't the two-way last year. But Frank no. never got to play. That was two years ago. Yeah. There was still that there was, was a, a time when it seemed like he should have played because they always they always will bring the two-way guys on the West Coast trip just in case of disaster every year. And they actually, the Bucks, I remember one of those games, they had guys sitting out and he like they were like, no, he had like two minutes or something. So it's nice. To I will never team. forget Frank, uh, Frank, <laughs> Frank Magic. I almost said <laughs> Frank Mason's. Uh, Minutes during the Orlando series in the playoffs. That was a while, and then he went on to be a Magic man for not very long, I think. But oh yeah, that that was last year when every single point guard they signed immediately got injured. Yep, including him, unfortunately. But now he's—I yeah. uh, believe he's a South Bay Laker right now. Oh, good for him. Betrayal. Um, speaking of betrayal, Brandon Knight is trying to butter his way up to get on the Heat. Is he really? Yeah. Well, he, I did look at – so he said something about being a Heat fan forever or whatever. And I was like, hold on. He was born in Miami, Florida. So okay. I, I gave him Didn't a Didn't he get like signed and released by the Knicks in the same day? Uh, I think so. I, I think it's a G League thing. Yeah. I think they wanted his G League rights. But I think obviously he wants a, an NBA deal. Um, don't know if it's coming for my guy. Not not in Milwaukee, certainly with the way Justin Robinson. No, they Robinson got Justin Robinson, yeah. He's probably better right now as we stand. Do you know how wet this is such high praise for Justin Robinson in that tie that is, is saying we have Justin Robinson, we don't need Brandon Knight. That's huge. That's honestly that's how that's you know the that most guy's ringing endorsement. Me. That's massive. Yeah. If Brandon Knight was a center, I would be tweeting everything. <laughs> or we have Brandon Knight play center. After what DeAndre Jordan did to him, I don't think we want Brandon Knight in the paint often. Have you? Do you know that dunk? Yeah, of course I do. Oh well, you you just you didn't react. I expected some sort of reaction. I didn't get it. It's like the most famous alley hoop of all time. Uh, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, well, I was I was quoting it the other day with one of my buddies. How do you quote <laughs> like, an alley hoop? The 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 call. Oh, Ralph Lawler's call. Okay, fair enough. What a monster jam for DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> now that, that was a hostile act. That really was a hostile act. But if we're talking centers, J-O-B all the way. Um, Do we yeah, know what, where uh, is he? I don't know. Oh. Um, but I think the last thing we have to touch on here, if we've gone through all the players, is that the Milwaukee Bucks did unveil their mixtape City Edition jerseys. Ty, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go first. Talk to me about these jerseys. You know, I initially said 7 out of 10. I think I'm going to revise it to 6 out of 10. I'm going to drop it down 1 because I, I think I, I had the right idea in my head 
of what I thought, but I just I I didn't I I messed up the number. I just I think they're okay. They're like good mid. They're like the good end of mid. I don't think they're terrible. People hate the blue. I am people. The blue does not belong on this thing. I don't know. You probably knocked. You had a very busy day. Adam and Jordan did a three-hour podcast, as they're wont to do. And a lot of it, honestly, I was really, I was like very engrossed by the Jersey talk. It was an excellent pod. And they went deep in on the Bucks' kind of lack of a visual identity, which I think they made very, go listen to it. I know we basically putting out two within 12 hours or so here, but go listen to that podcast if you haven't already. But all that said, the blue should not be the blue should not be a Bucks color. It just isn't. It's 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 a force. They should have gone back to red. I know they they the Bucks current regime thinks that red and green is is just bad because of the terrible Christmas jerseys they inherited. But classic Bucks red and green, I think is is very very good. Look on YouTube right here. Look at the win in six. That that looks sick, right? Like that's. Basically, what the Bucks used to be rocking with, and then they messed it up by the time that Lazarus and Eden bought the team. But the blue is like I just don't like it. I don't think it works as well as the red would have. I don't think it works on this jersey. But I love that kind of the letter mark. It remind it is like it's a throwback to the older ones. I think it's quite good. I think overall, especially with the jerseys, they're they're pretty sharp looking uniforms. I just think they're fine. I don't think they're they're great. I don't think they're great at all. But I don't think they're terrible. I just think they're fine. I don't like them. <laughs> That's fair. What don't you I like? don't. I don't. They see. Here's the thing. Some of the individual elements are good, right? Like you mentioned, the letter mark. That's good. I think that's um, the. I think that carries the jersey, honestly. Like the bucks with the see, the fonts. Here's the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't carry it does. the jersey because the rest of it is just a mashup. I didn't say it carries it to a championship. I think it's the best part. I'll say that. Yeah, it is the best okay. part, inarguably, inarguably. But it's just, it's somehow this jersey manages to combine so many different things and look terrible at it while trying to combine all these things while still being boring. Like, what, how, boring. how do you do that? How do you have such poor elements on this jersey, yet it's still boring? And the good letter mark. Like, what is this? There's no, it's just white on the front with the letters. What is this? This is supposed to be like your fun jerseys, your most out there jerseys in terms of design. Get creative with it. Make your, like the black jerseys. Like, I know you don't like the black jerseys, but some sort. I do. I don't, oh, you like, do? I don't like one of them, but overall, I own a Fear the Deer jersey. I, I, I don't hate that. I like, I like that concept. Like it's it's hit or miss. I don't like. I feel like I'm out of my element. I'm not usually a jersey guy, but these these jerseys have riled me up. It's just I think they're I don't inarguably they're inarguably to me better than the water ones. I don't think they are. I I don't. You know what it is? These as misguided as they may be, and I hate the wishbone. I don't understand the wishbone. I think it looks stupid. The collar. I I don't get it at all. But they're. It's like too many different elements of bucks, but they are bucksy. The blue ones to me, I was it's just like it doesn't. It's like the I don't know. It's, it's my take on the on the blue jerseys remains the same as when we talked about it when they unveiled it. Is that it would look better if it was like people would feel better about them if they had no idea what the bucks were for sure. And that's the yeah, issue. Like on it's, its own, on its own, it's a pretty well designed. Fine, jersey. yeah, yeah. 
But in the context of the Bucks, that's where it gets a little iffy and not great. But these jerseys, in the context of the Bucks, and even outside, like imagine if you had no idea who the Bucks were, what the Bucks were, and you just looked at this, you'd be like, what on earth kind of sports franchise wears this? Like it goes from blue to the Irish rainbow to purple. Like, what are you doing? Imagine how if the do you blue do was, that? Imagine if the blue was just purple, though, and how good they would be, I think. Even the purple doesn't go with the Irish rainbow. I think you can make it work. I think it you doesn't. Can make it work. Like, you could, you can make it work. That's better than what it, you're right. If they had the purple there instead of the blue at the top, that would be better. It still wouldn't be great. I don't know. I do not like these jerseys at all. The collar you mentioned. The collar, it's just, I think, really sucks. Why, why are you doing this? It's just, it's also like, I just don't like home jerseys in general. Like, home-looking well, jerseys where, oh, it's, just, okay. where yeah. it's just white. And then, like, you know, your letter marks and stuff like that. Like, it's just boring. Like, have some color. Have some pop and design. Like, you're choosing to have the pop and design here be on the sides. And even that pop is bad. The zing and pop. Yeah, it's just, it's not. I'm just, I'm out. I'm all the way out. Here, let's, let's, we're going to do a quick tier list on the pod. I'm sending you a link just real fast. And we'll share, we'll share this in the description. I believe Ryan and Six put this together. You can tier list all their post rebrand uniforms. So I think we can just kind of go through them one by, let's start with this thing S through D. Are you where are you, are you going to put it in D? I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm putting these in D. So it's S. S is the best. S tier is the best. If you're not familiar, A, B, C, D are pretty obvious. I'm putting it in C. I may revise okay. that. For now, I'm putting it in C. I don't. I barely remember these like the red kind of retro throwbacks that are next on this thing. I kind of like them. Oh, though. I like these better because they at least they're sort of similar at the top. Like in terms of like the letter mark and like the design, but they don't have the bad sort of design mashup on the side. They kept it nice it and simple. They kept like it nice this, and simple. Yeah, I'm gonna put this in B. I put it. I put it in B as well. Um, the yeah. next one, I am putting an S. It's the oh yeah, it's because the they black the title. fear the deer exactly with the the stripes behind the deer and then the number below it. They won the title wearing these. They're, I'm sorry. I'm gonna coded. put that in A because. Solely because of the title winning, <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not the biggest. I wasn't, but now it's like okay, they won the title in those. Okay, um, you're right. I'll put it in S tier just on. for that. Um, yeah. The next one I'm putting in B. The next one is the other Fear the Deer jersey, but with the number kind like it's in the deer antlers. I think I own one of these, and I liked it a lot at the time. I, I don't know if that concept has aged well. I don't love the number in the antler thing as much. I put it in B. I put it in B as well. B- because it's the original black jersey, the original Fear of the Deer it jersey. It is. It's a pioneer. Like, and it works well with the alternate court that they had with it. That's true. Especially using the secondary logos more on the shorts. It's just, it worked. Uh, the next one is just whatever. Is it the association? The road jersey. I never, the green one. The standard yeah. green one. This I'm is torn. S-tier. Uh, no, this is A-tier. This I, can't, is A-tier. I can't decide between A and S. This it's, is A. I will say. As much as we rag, we at GSPN, I think Bucks fans collectively rag on how much they've gotten wrong, especially on some of these more more or less one-offs. We're very lucky in that the standard, they're excellent. I think they're both oh, yeah. excellent. Without they're a really doubt. Good. Without a doubt, they're really good. And uh, 
they've again they've had some hits with different edition jerseys, which is their next one, which S. And that's S too. It's so like the, the, the green, green the jersey cream with antlers. the antlers. Yeah. The antlers being cream, I think, is very important. If they were and white, on the sides, it's a good design. It's just it's S. It's perfect. These should be the road jerseys. If they were white, I think I would have it as an A instead. But I I am a huge fan of the cream, and this is going to color my take on a, a jersey coming up. I think they actually nailed it with that color. I think it's very unique in the NBA. I'm not even a big. I, I'm not a Cream City bricks truther. I didn't grow up licking Cream City bricks or whatever the hell some people on Twitter seem to do. But I think it's a great color, and I love leading into it. Like it feels oh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's good. Like it's, like it's fine midwestern. To admit, yeah. It's so midwestern. It's fine to admit that you're emphasizing something that's not super important. Yeah. For cares. <laughs> I, yeah, just admit it. Be honest about it. I, I'm I taking a back. shot at one specific person, and they know who it is. I went back and reread like what they put out, and I love. There's a thing like when they re- did the the grand redesign. They added points to the buck because he's mightier now than he. I love the weird PR design stuff that we get. But anyway, the next one is the uh, the white mecca. So it's the weird. I, I don't even know how to. If you don't know, just Google Bucks mecca. This is the white one. C. Yeah, I think C as well. I have a jersey. I have a Giannis jersey of this. It was a gift. Thanks, Dad. I do appreciate it. It's not my favorite look, but I do wear it. I will wear it. Yeah. Blue and jersey, Mecca, D. Yeah. Blue Sorry, jersey, if you were B. talking about the Mecca, I'm saying D. No, no. I, I hate it. Uh, I'm saying B. I don't hate it. I don't hate jersey. it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's not Bucks, and that's why it's a D for me. It's not Bucks, which is why, I don't know. It's it's a low B for me also. Fair. Uh, Creek like, City. It's a, it's oh, a okay. decent design. I don't know. It I just think it's a fine design. Having two shades of blue is just like extra rubbing it in my face how not bucks it is. Not just one blue, but two blues. And then oh, you know what bucks. might knock it down to see? What? The wave videos. <laughs> yeah. How about, should I send you eight videos of water lapping? Oh, God. That was awful. <laughs> I t- Cream City. Okay. Cream City S tier for me. I hope they go back to um, this. Yeah, S tier. I might me. go get one. I hated it at first, which is funny. I, I can't. I cannot, in my right mind, wear a jersey that says Cream City. I really want to get but, one. Actually, I might. I might cop. I mean, you do you, man. But like, <laughs> do you know I think color? it's a good jersey. The color of the cream is Cream City Cream, which I think is ridiculous. Wait, what? That's the official color. Like they, they all that have is the. the what the heck? I, I, I say bricked up cream would be a good color. Just bricked up cream. How do you feel about that? Why are you trying this hard? <laughs> That's not, no, I'm talking to the people with this. Why? I know. Why are you trying this hard? Great Lakes Blue. I don't blue. understand. I think it's like Goodlands Green and just Cream City Cream, I just think is ridiculous. What? Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> cream City Cream. How about that? Yeah, or brick, brick, brick cream. I don't know. Brick cream is a little, but I think just lean into it. Like I think, I think Cream City is a little uh, too. I just think you have to lean into. That's it. why I'm not buying. It. <laughs> I am glad. I will say I'm glad they didn't win the title in the Cream City jerseys. Oh, the memes would be. I don't know. If I wish they win did. A championship in that. I wish they did, Todd. I don't know. I'm torn. Todd, do you know how many tweets I would get off? I think you're gonna get the tweets off regardless, Ron. That's fair. 
The yellow mecca I'm putting in D. I'm putting in D, yeah. I just think no. I, I like I like the idea. I do like the idea. I think I like the concept. How yeah, about that? Yeah. We love the idea mecca. is like putting it in motion, which <laughs> No. Just the idea of like honoring those that mecha court, that that era, that's good. The rest yes. the execution was garbage. Agreed. The uh, next, next one, this, I don't the, remember these. I do. They were the City Edition jerseys. Like, they were the first three? one, I think. Were they? Maybe. when They, they, they yeah. were the oldest no, I the saw on a graphic. No, the Cream City, wasn't it? No, Cream City was newer. These were the first on a graphic shared by someone in the Discord. These were like 2017, 18. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. The you're black right. one that looks a lot like this was the newest one before yeah. this year. But this this is like it's basically like the black one they wanted in, except it's primary cream with other color stripes instead of black. I don't I don't think it works as well. I'm giving it a C. Yeah, I'm giving it a C. Also, I just I didn't find it memorable. I'll remember Cream City forever. I forgot this in like three years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and last but not least, we have their white classic home jerseys. Hey. Yeah, right next to the away. You could talk me into S on those, but I like that we populated every tier. Yeah, we did. This is kind of, this is even look at us. This was a fun. I should I don't know why. We could have probably put our tiers on the video, but I'll take a picture. We can share our tiers on socials at least. Yes, we can. So to uh, recap here, me. your what's your S tier? My S tier is the title jersey solely because of the title. <laughs> I, I got you there. Then the uh the antler jerseys. Yep. Uh, on the sides, and then Cream City. So we have the same. We have the same S and the same A. I did not expect this. Or do you have? An, you might have another A. Do you have three? No, A's? I don't. I just have the. Uh, I just the, have the. Uh, the icon and association. Icon. So stupid. That's Home Nike's fault. Home and away. Get out of here. That's not the Bucks' fault. That's Nike's fault. No, I, it's true. Um, well, B tier. I have the red. The only the only time they acknowledge red outside of the meccas, and the original Fear the Deer for posterity. That's my Job jersey. So I gotta. Got to at least have it a B. I have those two plus the blue. Yeah, see, I don't know. Uh, and then my C tier is the newest one, the purple monstrosity. Also, give us the damn deer head. Everyone wants the deer head. Give us the deer head back. But I have the, the purple, the white mecca, and then the, the cream city. I don't know what to call that one. Not not cream city. The, the cream with the stripes. We'll say that. Yeah, I have the white mecca and the cream with the stripes. In C, and then in D, I have the orange mecca and the newest ones. And I have the orange slash yellow mecca and the the blue. I just it's not a Bucks jersey to me. I'm sorry. God, just looking at this new jersey in context with all the other does ones not makes hold me up real. well. It looks so bad. I, I don't I know really why this. I don't know why this has fired me up so much. A lot of a lot of the other teams, because you have to do one to two j- new jerseys a year, which is terrible. It's a terrible premise. There's not enough you don't good jerseys. Really though. Well, you that's what really. I was gonna say. So a lot of teams do very small tweaks. I think you kind of do though, because like I think Miami would have kept doing Miami Vice for a while. I do feel like there's a little pressure to just do new ones so more people buy them. Um, but Miami should clearly go back to Miami Vice. Their new ransom note. Uh, then the the number thing is cool. So do, have you seen this? Yeah. They let. They let players pick from like six different fonts for each and, of their numbers. And if you order from the Heat website, you can customize it. That's neat as well. Um, yeah. That's super cool. But they should go it back to It just looks like a ransom device. note. It looks like it a does. It looks code. kind of ridiculous. Uh, the Cavs did that. The Cavs did that a couple of years ago. It wasn't Last the numbers. Year, yeah. The numbers weren't customizable. But yeah, it was a rock and roll thing. But it does look. 
I don't know when ransom notes became cool. Zodiac killers on TikTok. I, I don't know. He's popped. The, the idea is on TikTok. I don't think the guy is. If he's no, alive. The, the guy's dead. Remember? They found well, him like last week. That, you know what? I'm glad you brought this up. They're not that that was not like that was not the FBI who said that. That was just like a group of people who investigated and presented their conclusion. Seriously? Yeah, it might, might not be him. Wow. Yeah. So watch yourself out there. I if if you change your routines with that info, change them back. I feel like you're talking to exactly like three people in the world right no, now. No, I was, I was sure joking. I was joking. The guy would be like 90 years old. It doesn't matter. But hey, I mean, it matters a little. It matters a little. You don't know. Anyway, um, enough Zodiac. Enough, I don't even know what Enough Grace and Allen talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Grayson. Just kidding. It's more of a Ted it's Cruz just, joke. It's your face. Just why does he have to look like that? Uh, exactly let's like move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um what was the last thing? Oh, but this one just doesn't hold. Oh, but I, the Heat should go back. Like the Heat should just go back to Miami Vice. I hope the Bucks bring back Cream City. Like I think that yeah. is, and the Antlers. Like they can just alternate those two every year with like one not noticeable tweak, and that works for me. And the purple deer head. Give us the purple deer head. Yeah, or you could just like have good designs. Also, that's that. also an option. Also, that. like I'm just looking through all of the jerseys that were unveiled this year. Like the wolves, the wolves absolutely smashed it. Like they just went good. back to their, it's good. their, they went back to the old trees and put a little spin on it. At least it's not trying to do like 10 things at once. I actually, I said, I think a lot of them suck and people disagreed with me a lot. I think a lot of the these nets, are not good. the nets one is good. The I think it's Warriors okay. Warriors is fine. I don't, I don't like the heat, although the number thing saves it. Like a lot New of New York like, is I, solid. I don't like the Lakers purple thing at all. No, not a fan. The Kings one, they just like threw Sacktown on it and called it a New Jersey. Yep. Utah, stop with the colors. Pick three, four colors. They have too many colors. The Spurs, I Utah like. Utah does the same jersey every year, though. I know they do. Um, I like the Fiesta Spurs idea. I don't think it works that well on white. I think I it like works it. a lot better talking, on black. I was talking to my friend about this, I think on Twitter. It was just like, I like it, just the collar is a little too much. I, I just. I don't know if those colors work with a mainly white. I think they're awesome when it's a black jersey. They did a white jersey this year. I don't like it. Sixers, like, what are these Tic Tacs? What is this? I don't know what the Sixers are doing. The Bulls is good. The Bulls looks better on players than it does in person. It's fine. Blazers is fine. Detroit, I don't care for that much. Houston, throwing it back to the Hakeem days. It's pretty good. Memphis is just like, we made the collars really sick, and that's about it. The Cavs, I think, is fine. I don't love it like some people do, but I think it's fine. It Atlanta's looks like, good. It looks like a weird London basketball team. Okay, see what the hell? What? It, what is? Yeah, I don't know. It's white on. It's literally like just white on white on white. It's it's yeah. It's just gray and white. That's a little on the nose. That's a little on the nose. Like we get it, but come on. <laughs> oh man! I think the Clippers yeah. one is dumb. It's just like powder blue with some orange. I don't like the Wizards. I like one. powder blue. I think it's a fine color. I just, I don't know. Denver is okay. Yeah, it's just okay. I really, everything Dallas does, I think is hideous. I Every it's time I think Dallas good. has bottomed out on design, they find a way to prove me wrong. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Atlanta, I'm torn on. I like it. I think I like it. I, that's good. Atlanta's is good. Phoenix's is really good. 
the yeah, values. again, they're one of the teams that just keep it the same. Yeah, and it's a good idea. Orlando, what, stop with the orange. Who told you orange was one of your colors? It's not. You're not orange. Stop. I'm sick of them and they're orange. They're just like, maybe someone will tune into the games if we're orange now. No. <laughs> I'm glad they got the pinstripe back, but get the orange out of here. I'm sick of it. I don't like it, if you couldn't tell. Um, what else have we not roasted? Charlotte is eh. It's like the same thing with the orange with the like the honeycomb shape. I like no the honeycomb they've like put into their arena. I know. We're Buzz City. Buzz City is the worst nickname any team has ever tried to brand around. Why? It's fine. I, I'm also City. just a sucker for a honey. I love a good honeycomb design. I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. I don't love it though. It's a little. It's a little too much to me. It's something about hexagons that really. Imagine if the Bucks put bricks on all their stuff. <laughs> Cream City. And they might next. You never know, Ty. That's going to be next year's design. Oh, I shouldn't have said it. It's just going to be brick. It's going to be like, you guys do, you guys do not appreciate the history of the city of Milwaukee. You guys don't know how many businesses are called Cream City. You don't know anything about this. We are going to just make this entire jersey just a brick. How about that? And it's going to be cream colored. It's going to be called Cream City Cream Brick Color Cream. And that's what it's going to be. What are you going to do about it? Buy it. We're wearing it 15 times a year. The the new, the special court that they haven't done in forever. It's actually cream bricks. Like it's like an outdoor court. No, they're actually going to pull cream city bricks from like the oldest buildings in Milwaukee. And they're going to play basketball on that. Kyrie, if he comes back, is going to have a field day. Oh, never forget. He thought the Mecca homage court was the actual Mecca court. One of the... The most under the radar dumb Kyrie things. It's just what's just I don't know. There, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Watch it next year. Be Cream City brick something. I'm calling it right now. I think they're I, I think they're gonna tap past stuff one more year, but I I wouldn't be stunned. They have another one to unveil this year, don't they? Oh, their earned edition or, or whatever. Do they me? have a statement? They, there's there's like five options. There has to be at least one more coming, right? There's like one for making the playoffs, right? That's the earned edition? Yeah. But I wonder if it'll just be like another black one or something. I'm not know. sure. No, that was the statement. Are they gonna, is that this year too? I have no idea. I think they only have three as of right now with this new, and they're not going to wear the new one for a while. But yeah, so they so if they do have five, so that means it's the I don't, I don't think they have to have all five every year, but yeah, does anyone know. know how this works? No, because they change the rules every year. Yeah, <sighs> I think the only ones we didn't touch on. Toronto is just trying a little bit too hard. Toronto has a solid color scheme. Yeah, Drake owns that franchise. Uh, that might be it. Oh, Celtics. did you did you remember the story where they wanted to make it like the OVO jerseys be their uh, their home like their actual jerseys? And Demar was like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> Demar rocks. Um, the Celtics, I actually think, is quite nice. It's a lot better than the banner Why? thing that they tried. Oh, that was awful. But I think that it doesn't looks mean good. this is good. I like it. I think though. I think using the white works in that way. The Pacers one. It's like. You know that meme where I forget the guy's name right now? He's very fit. Steve Buscemi is trying to act like a kid oh, in school with the skateboard. How do you do, fellow kids? That's that's the this Pacers jersey. That that's the like, oh, we're really hip. We got a flashing line and some of our letters have like 
It's different stuff going on. No, it's stop. You're not fooling. Well, the anyone. Wizards jersey looks like a prison uniform. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's what playing there has been like for quite a while too. Hey, they're five and two. They are five and two. I don't know. What the else Pelicans sucks. Race? The Pelicans. I think that's the, the Pelicans is Pelicans are the team most in need of a rebar- rebrand. No, OKC um, is. It's OKC. OKC is better than New Orleans. I disagree heavily. I don't know. I at least OKC feels more modern than New Orleans. Does it? Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't slap sleeves on this bad boy. They love sleeve jerseys. Hot take. I like the sleeve jerseys. For like, you know what? Do they not do Christmas anymore? Because Christmas jerseys, because they do all these. I would rather have two and then like one, two max alternates and do the special Christmas jerseys. Yeah. Those were Bring fire. back the special Christmas jerseys. I and we're just those. biased because we see the. Remember, they used to make it for every team, even yeah, if the they Bucks didn't had play ones on where they didn't have games. Yeah, and now they play, and now there's no Christmas jerseys. Sucks. It sucked. Christmas jerseys were red. Now it's just like these things. It's like, ugh. The books are playing on Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, every they're just going to. Well, Giannis yeah. is here. They're going to. Yeah. yeah. But they I just. Are I feel like I. I don't remember that, but I just assumed it's the case, which is wild. How we now we're there now. I think it's Boston. Um, is it really? That's oh, that's going to be they a host, bloodbath. They host Boston at 1.30. Oh, yeah. It's a home Christmas yep. game. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a that's gonna be a tire fire for the I Celtics. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, if they survive until then. You know knows? what's funny is this slate might be kind of ass. What is it? Hawks-Knicks will be really good. That was yeah. a good one. But that's the 11. So they kick off with that. Bucks will destroy the Celtics at 1.30. Warriors-Suns will probably be good. Yeah. That seems like a good game. I think the Warriors might just kill the Suns, but it should be a good game. Suns have some stuff going on, I think. Nets-Lakers. I don't even know who's going to win, but it's it could it's be ugly. Be the, I think it's going to be the Nets. That, yeah, it's either like a 90 to 88 game that the Lakers win or like a 130 to 120 game that the Nets win. But, See, at least like like both of the teams are sort of banged up right now, and like we still got Harden getting back into game shape. Is that going to happen? Oh, like, now that I they mean, took they, away his his whole bag? You never know. It might. He can he can get in shape though. That is an action. We've we've seen uh, this is a long slump for him. No, that's true. But it's still like two months away, less than two months away. But yeah, if he yeah, okay. I don't know. I feel like the net like the healthy version of the Nets versus the healthy version of the Lakers is just an absolute just blowout win. For I the agree Nets. with that. I agree with that. So I don't know. Is there another game after that? Oh, there's two more. Oh, no, there's one two? more. Two? One more, one oh. more, one more. Mavericks Jazz in Utah. Oh, God. Utah get is out going of here to with tear that. a Get part. out of that. Who wants to see that should, game? That should be the Nuggets. That should be the Nuggets playing that game, is my take. Really, uh, Jokic deserves a game. Instead of the Mavericks. Yes. Utah deserves it. Listen, they're boring, but they're a good team. They play high-level basketball. Yeah. And Mitchell rocks. And Gobert is there, whatever. No, I agree. Mitchell I was rocks. hoping you were saying the Mavs. Yeah, the Mavs don't belong there. They're, the, they're not good enough. The Jazz. The Clippers belong there. They weren't going to get it because of Kawhi, but the Clippers belong there. And that's probably why the Nuggets aren't. But they but they still have Jokic. That's, that's true. I'm not saying that you're wrong. <laughs> also, the don't Celtics. The Celtics are the other team. That the Celtics not. do not. It's it's. I don't know why they're getting the love that they are. New York is just always going to play on Christmas. But it, they're fun now, at least. Like, they look yeah, good. Honestly, it would have been fire. Bulls-Bucks would have been good. 
Yes. That would have been, a, I think next year we probably will get that. But Celtics should yeah. be there. I, I get, know. Lakers have to be there as long as LeBron is there. I get it. And they're the Lakers, but also, like, you, I, I would be mad if they didn't have LeBron and they got this game, but LeBron's team is going to, it's like Giannis now. Like, LeBron's team is going to be on Christmas. Yeah, and that's that was the Knicks thing for years, but now they're just actually good. Yeah, like they've they 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 didn't get it for a couple years. I will say they. I know, up, but even like the Porzingis years, they got it against yeah, the Bucks. They shouldn't have, but they did. But then they after that, they did actually finally lose it, and now it's back. And this one is more earned. Yes, I agree. Bing bong or whatever. Bing bong. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mike think- Breen brought that out. We That's wrapped insane. up the Bucks talk at 50 minutes, and now we're in the Bucks uniforms, other uniforms. Oh, God. That's almost an hour ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we if you're listening this long, you, you're a real one. And, uh, appreciate We you. appreciate you. We really do appreciate you. Uh, but, yeah, let's let, wrap this up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, make sure you leave a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you can, but especially Apple. Uh, (laughs) um, Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, Eurostep Podcast Network. If you're already watching this and you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe. If you want to see us make weird hand motions and stuff and drink pressed coconut water. It's a huge uh, day. It is. No, it's a huge. Do you know why it's a huge day? Why? We have not one, but three new reviews. Oh, shoot. Let's do this. I got it. I got it ready. We're here. I'm ready. Oh, my goodness. Huge day. So not to cut you off. I'm sorry. It's got so overwhelmed with excitement. So if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the show. Or if you don't have Apple, people get very mad at us. You can tweet at us, at Ty Winish, at Arcadi Jr., do whatever. You can get in the Discord. If you want to get in the Discord, you can send us your review or you can just show proof of subscription, show us you're subscribed to the Substack, whatever. But we read the five-star Apple reviews. Here is the oldest new Apple review. Five stars, of course, from Cam ALR. This is in the U.S. Relatable. Okay, we'll take that. Five stars. I started listening last year during this playoff during the playoff run. And have continued this season. These guys offer a nice insight and analysis that is always interesting to listen to. It's very nice. That Thank is you, nice. Cam. Much appreciated. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad. I'm glad we have you after the playoff run. Uh, hopefully, my meltdown didn't dissuade you, or it actually dissuaded you. I don't know. Dissuaded. Persuaded. No, that's that's a, that's a good review, and we got a couple more. It's some okay. good ones. We have some international ones, but Ooh. you'll have to wait until the next episode to hear those. And if you want yours featured on the show, leave one. Leave a five-star review. Any country, Apple Podcasts, we will track it down and read it. Got to be five stars. Oh, yeah. So, yes, make sure you do that. And uh, did I go through subscriptions? I'll do it again. YouTube channel, Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube. Substack, gspn.substack.com if you want to find us all. bit.ly slash findgspn. That's where you get everything that you need. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, go Bucks. We'll talk to you next time.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.